ladies and gentlemen, good morning. And for the 100th time, welcome back. We did it. We made it. We're celebrating our 100th episode this morning with a huge live podcast with some very special guests, including the second longest reigning NWA world champion of all time, Dory Funk Jr. will be joining us this morning. WWE Hall of Famer Jerry Briscoe will also be joining us and will be serving hard times while we celebrate the good times with the big boss man's daughter Lacey on the program today. Thank you for joining us the 100th episode of 80s Wrestling the Podcast. My name is Jumping Jay, and as always, I'm joined by the Century Man, Mr. 100, Tommy Fierro. Tommy, good morning, brother. How are you doing? Happy 100th episode of 80s Wrestling the Podcast, Jumping Jay. I am good. It is uh, great to be here talking with you this morning. Exciting day, our 100th episode. Uh, we were scheduled to have Jerry Briscoe right on at the top of the program at 10 a.m. Eastern time. We just tried the call uh, a couple times right before we went on the air. It went right to voicemail. So we're going to talk for five or so minutes, and I'll have Jay jump over and give him a, a try again. Hopefully we connect with him. Uh, we're scheduled to have him. And then also Dory Funk will be coming up around 10.30 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, along with the big boss man's daughter, Lacey Trailer, uh, around 11 a.m. Eastern time. So we have a stacked show. Hopefully we get Jerry on. If we don't, we have plenty to talk about. The 100th episode of 80s Wrestling, the podcast on the road. The 80s Wrestling Con coming up on Saturday, May the 6th, at the Menon Sports Arena in Morristown, New Jersey. Tons of superstars from the golden era of professional wrestling will be appearing, headlined by WWE Hall of Famer Brett the Hitman Hart. Tons of talent appearing, including Nikita Koloff, Magnum TA, The Powers of Pain, Demolition, Lanny Poffo, Tony Atlas, The Beverly Brothers, The Killer Bees, The Original, Midnight Express, Wildfire Tommy Rich, Manny Fernandez, Head Shrinker Samu, Papa Shango, Milani Kai, Skinner, Virgil, Mr. Hughes, Wendy Richter, along with Dory Funk Jr., who will be appearing on the podcast in just a little while. Uh, we've got some other names we're going to be announcing in the upcoming days as well. A ton of different uh, attractions as well uh, during the convention, including we're going to be giving the Macho Man, Randy Savage, the 80s Wrestling Lifetime Achievement Award, accepting that award for him will be his brother, Lanny Poffo. And uh, we're also going to be doing the Kids of 80s Wrestling, where you will have an opportunity to meet some of the biggest stars ever in this business's children. And we'll be having a Q&A with them, listening to them talk about how they grew up as the child of this famous 80s wrestler, one of our icons from back in the day so it's going to be really cool uh to have them as well so yeah man we're we're uh we got a lot of things cooking for 80s wrestling con and today uh is like a preview because the people on the show today will be appearing at 80s wrestling con 4. Yeah, Tommy, I don't know how you did it. When you were sending me the text this week about the special guests you lined up for this 100th episode, uh, the smile on my face must have been big. Because when I was reading it, my wife said, what has you grinning like that? 
Huge show today, huge wrestling con coming up. If you're listening to us live, you can give us a call. We are a live call-in podcast. Guest call-in line is 516-595-8295, the 100th episode of 80s Wrestling the Podcast. Absolutely, man. And Jumpin' Jay, I believe Jerry is ready to come on. So uh, I will talk momentarily while Jay jumps onto the Wrestling Collector Slam line and uh, gets Jerry Briscoe on. We have several callers on already. If you want to be a part of our 100th episode of 80s Wrestling, the podcast, give us a call. Area code 516-595-8295. Once again, that's area code 516-595-8295. About to be joined by WWE Hall of Famer Jerry Briscoe. And later on in the episode, we'll be having NWA World Heavyweight Champion Dory Funk Jr. along with the big boss man's daughter as well. Jumping Jay, jumping back to the Wrestling Collector Slam on any luck on getting Jerry on. Leave that might be a good sign. He might be on hold with some talking to him right now. So I'll talk momentarily. We're going to be taking your calls live, talking 100 episodes of 80s Wrestling, the podcast. Open open floor. We can talk about anything you want, uh, any storyline, wrestler, memory growing up as a child. I mean, I remember my grandmother always taking, to, taking me to uh, the toy store to – uh, get WWF LGN figures when I was a kid. We could talk about your childhood memories, your first show you ever attended, whatever it is. But we do have the WWE Hall of Famer Jerry Briscoe on right now, who will be appearing at 80s Wrestling Con Live on Saturday, May the 6th, at the Menon Sports Arena in Morristown, New Jersey. Jerry, welcome to 80s Wrestling, the podcast, sir. How are you? Oh, I'm fine this uh, beautiful uh, Thursday morning down here in, in Florida. Man, I'm just I'm fine. It's a beautiful day down here. I'm glad to be on and, and share some stories uh, of my past with, with all your fans up there. Absolutely. We we had you up here last year. We did a uh, virtual signing with you and Tony Garia. We had a lot of fun with you guys last year up here. So anyone out there that wants to call in and talk to Jerry, give us a call now. Jay, take over. I believe you have some calls on the line, right? That's right. When you have a WWE Hall of Famer who's had the type of career that Jerry has had the callers line up. So we got them stacked deep. And so we're just going to dive into our first caller, kick off the show in a big way. 100th episode of our podcast here. We're going to welcome Babyface Brian. Brian, good morning. You are live with the one and the only Jerry Briscoe. Good morning, Jay. Good morning, Tommy. And uh, Jerry, it's an honor and a privilege to be able to talk to uh, wrestling royalty. So thanks so much for joining uh, the 100th episode. Excited to uh, to talk to you. Well, isn't that something, 100 episode, and I'm talking to the number one baby face in New York City. Hey, thanks so much. Yeah, <laughs> hey, uh, I won't keep you long because I'm sure there's a lot of guys that want to talk to you, but I, did, I just wanted to say uh, I know when you came over to WWF and and you and your brother sold some uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling shares to Vince, and, and you uh, got to wrestle Adrian Adonis and Dick Murdoch quite a bit um, before you both retired. And you retired fairly young, if I'm not mistaken, like 38 or so. But uh, the transition to, to being a road agent and booking, um, what was that like for you? And were there uh, 
any guys like, I don't know, Roddy Piper, uh, uh, Adrian Adonis, Dick Murdoch, any of those guys that you hung out with aside from the other agents? Or did, it, did the transition happen quickly and you were looked up at like management that they didn't want to be around? Or, or what was that like for you making the switch? Well, Babyface, that, that's a great question to lead off the, this, this interview with. Uh, you know, we made that sell event. We, we were planning on total retiring at, at the time, and my brother and I had several businesses down here in Florida. We had the uh, Briscoe Brothers uh, Body Shop going, and we had, a, we had a, a business that we did not talked about much. We had a very successful real estate business going at, at that time also, so we were looking, and Jack did have to devote his time from it. But uh, like you said, I was I was still at a young age, and I I, I loved the business so much. I still wanted to be involved in it. So uh, uh, Vince uh, called me and asked me if I wanted to to, to work w- with him and then trying to develop the WWE and what it became. And I said, sure. I just saw a great golden opportunity there, so I jumped on that. Became a a local promoter then then I worked my way up and uh, working hand in hand with that and uh and but you know Adrian Adonis and Dick Murdoch man oh man what great memories I have of both those guys they were you know very very successful tag team it was, it was a kind of an oddball tag team Dick being the redneck that he was and and uh, Adrian being the city boy but they clicked and they blended and talking about riding around, my my number one riding partner when I was when I was an active talent was Hot Rod Roddy Piper. I loved Roddy and, and Valentine and all those guys. So, so when I when I when I became an agent, my friendship didn't change any with those guys. There was just a, they respected me so much and I respected them so much that we got along. So it really did the friendship being an office guy really didn't affect me as much, but. Uh, you know, we we couldn't share everything that I knew uh, with each other. So it, it 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 was it was. But Roddy understood that, and Roddy never pressed me. But he was one of my all time favorite friends, and and definitely one of my favorite traveling partners. Well, thanks so much for sharing that. I know you've got a lot of guys that want to talk to you. Um, your brother was the world champion when I was born. So you guys, uh, the, between wow. the two of you, there's so much. Uh, so much history. Um, anyway, I really appreciate you coming on the show, and I'll let some other well, guys talk to you as well. Hey, thanks hey. so much for being on here, Jerry. Take care. All right, there you go. First caller in the books. We are live with Jerry Briscoe. The next caller is an unknown caller, brand-new caller to 80s Wrestling, the podcast. If I know my area codes, it looks like maybe Canada. Good morning, caller. What's your name, and where are you calling from? Good morning, guys. My name is Rick from Yellowknife in Canada. Can you hear me okay? Wow. Rick, you are coming through yes, loud sir. and Good clear. Good morning. You are live with Jerry Briscoe. Well, thanks We're guys. international today, too, guys. This is, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm your most northern caller so far, so I listened to all your uh, episodes. Uh, not a question for Jerry as much, but I just wanted to call in to congratulate you guys since it's your 100th episode i listen to all your uh, podcasts usually after the fact i actually took the morning off so i could listen live this morning for your 100th episode and uh, and call in so uh, i just wondered if i could share just a quick uh, story or memory with you guys before i uh, hang up absolutely absolutely yeah i just uh I just really wanted to thank you. So I grew up in Newfoundland in Eastern Canada, and me and my cousin, 
my best friend, basically, we listened to, or we watched wrestling every Saturday morning. He had all the LGNs, you know, we, we would have our own WrestleMania and Royal Rumbles, <laughs> as a lot of guys probably did when we were kids. Um, so just listening to you guys really bring back a lot of those uh, memories for me, and I really want to thank you. Uh, unfortunately, I lost my cousin uh, in the late 90s to uh, to suicide, unfortunately. Mm. But but listening to you guys just really brings back those memories for me and helps me reconnect. So I just wanted to congratulate you, really thank you, uh, Tommy and Jay, it's you guys that really make this show, just your chemistry and your passion. And and I, re- I really love listening to you. And even all the callers, um, you know, Totowa, Tom, and Brian, who's just on the line, and Danny and everyone else, just thank you guys. I just love listening to you very much. And I just wanted to call in to let you know. Thank you so much, man. That means a lot to us. Thank you very, very much. Rick, we, we and, greatly uh, appreciate it, man. Thank you. And good luck with the next 100 episodes. I'll be listening in. Sounds good. Thank, Thank you. you. Call, call us again, Rick. We'd love to hear more from you. I will. I'll now, try to get in. Thank you, guys. Great. Thank, right. you, Thank you, sir. Have a great day. Now, Jerry, before we get to the next call, I wanted to talk to you real quick about this past Monday night was the one uh, was the 30-year uh, anniversary of right. WWE Monday Night Raw. Obviously, you were there from the get-go. What was it like uh, watching Monday Night the, the 30th anniversary? Well, I tell you, it was exciting. I, I tuned in just to see some of my old running mates, and boy, they did not disappoint. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed it as much as I did. You know, I, I remember number one Monday Night Raw in New York City at, at, the, at the Manhattan Center, I believe it was. Uh, unfortunately, I was on an international tour. We were in Germany, and uh, we had to send you know half of our crew from Germany back over to uh, New York to uh, do that Monday Night Raw. And I could not, you know, back then, you know, the communications and, and electronics were not like they are today, so we couldn't tune in to it over there. So I couldn't wait to get back to talk to some of the guys who were on the show and, and, and listen to their stories on how great of an experience it was. But when guys got back, guys like Sean and and, and, and some of the some of the top guys, they said that it was the most exciting thing they up to that point of their career that they had ever been a part of, you know. And so uh, I couldn't wait to get back to for episode number two. So I joined them on episode number two. I was like I said, I don't I messed up first one, but I tell you from that second one on to I don't know how many, a hundred or so, uh uh I I or a thousand, whatever it was, I, I was I was front and center of that thing. And there's nothing like, you know, sitting there. You guys experience it daily almost with with your a hundred podcasts here, but sitting there live standing on a headset and hearing that truck production truck, Kevin Dunn out there counting you in five, four, three, two, one, and your blood starting to flow. And all of a sudden that pyro, all those concussions start going off around you. Brother, if you don't get goosebumps and get excited, that's you're in the wrong damn business. That's, mm-hmm. that's one of the most exciting times uh, I can think of. You know, it's just a thrill. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine the goosebumps and the level of thrill that you would get from being at live events like that and being able to interact with the crowd and hear that type of response. Uh, we're going to jump into our next caller here, a guy who's been calling in 
for most of the last few episodes. A wonderful guy out of Long Island, Firefighter Brian, is on the show this morning. Good morning, Brian. You are live with the one and only Jerry Briscoe. Hey, good morning, everybody. How are you? Good morning. Good to talk. Good morning. Good morning. Well, first of all, yes, congratulations on you guys on your uh, on 100 of these. That's uh, very impressive. And, um, you know, it's, I look forward to Thursday mornings, and I'm glad I'm able to get a chance every Thursday to call in and say hello. And, Jay, I appreciate you still calling me Firefighter Brian instead of Brian the Jinx. <laughs> and um, so I appreciate, uh, you know, you guys uh, talking about a time, you know, when uh, the business was taken so uh, seriously and when it was uh, about the wrestling. And, uh, Jerry, it's a pleasure to be talking to you. I've been a big fan for, oh, God, over 30 years. And, uh, you know, these wow. guys give their callers time. And uh, they're very generous to their callers. And uh, it's a really uh, good show. So, uh so, Jerry, I got two questions for you. Number one, you brought up Briscoe Brothers. Is uh, Briscoe Brothers still in business? And the other question is, uh, tell us about your comeback in the 90s. You and Pat had one of the best comebacks in the history of wrestling. You know, your feud with the Mean Street Posse when you two just beat the piss out of uh, those guys. And uh, <laughs> yes. then you street fight the next year, the next week, uh, coming out to Real American and and uh, Pat taking his shirt off and posing like Hogan. Tell us about that. Who 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 brought uh, that about? And is Briscoe Brothers still in business? Okay, great great question. First first uh, answer is uh, about uh, seven eight years ago. You know, I, I, my brother well, I lost my brother unfortunately, brother Jack, and then my oldest brother Gene was was there with me uh, helping run it, and another partner Travis Allred, who was the actual general manager of the shop. We, you know, we, we're starting to get up in age, and we're, you know, our health, our, my brother's health, and he's 11 years older than me, James is, and Travis passed away recently. Their health wasn't wasn't really good, so we had an opportunity to uh, to sell our body shop after 40 some odd years, and the rest are having a, a side business for 40 years, or anybody having a business for 40 years is is spectacular. But that shop. It grew and grew and grew, and I gotta give props to Vince and WWE. They they helped promote my body shop, my business down here like like nothing else. Every Tuesday morning, I would I would get I would get calls. Of course, we had no cell phone, but I would get calls from the the body shop. I could tell you guys mentioned the body shop on on TV last night because our our switchboard our, our would get just just hundreds and hundreds of calls from all over the darn world, which. They were thrilled to death, uh, you know, in the beginning, but after a while, <laughs> you know, it started to hit her business a little bit. But, yeah, we, we sold it to a national firm, and, uh, you know, it's still still running. They've, they've changed the name a couple of times. I, I can't understand why they did that. But the, but it's still down there, 4315 North Hubert Avenue, you know, so uh, same location. Uh, but, uh, you know, moving on to the wrestling end of it, uh, you know, when Pat and I, that it, this same kind of, you know, some of the best uh, gimmicks in the wrestling business just just start organically, and that's how the the, the Stooges. We were the associates, if you remember, in the beginning, because everybody had so much respect for, especially Pat and myself, that uh, that they didn't want to call us Stooges in the beginning. So we were Vince's associates, and uh, 
And finally, one day, somebody just said, Stooge is in a production meeting. And I kind of chuckled at it. And Vince looked up. And he said, what, you don't mind that? And I said, you know, I think it's funny as hell. <laughs> and, and so Pat really didn't like it in the beginning. You know, hey, God, we're Stooge. And I used to rib the hell out of Pat. He gets so mad at me. Pat, you know, you and I worked for 25, 30 years to be, uh, to to gain a reputation, a good mat technician and, and good, good, good guys on the mat. And now we're going to go down in history as stooges. Oh, man, bro, <laughs> tell me that in that franchise. <laughs> he used to get so damn mad at me. And I knew he'd get mad, so I just, I'd just turn it up a couple of notches. <laughs> but Pat, Pat hated it. I hated it. I hated it. It was terrible. But then after a while, after we started getting applause and everything, you know, he started he started really getting to it. And if you remember, we started out, you know, as, as heels, you know, getting beat up by Stone Cold. And after a while, you know, the the people started buying us so much that we just organically turned into baby faces. And that's kind of, you know, Vince was kind of turning up the heat on him. And, and we, we had a meeting, you know, you know, guys, you know, we're we're being counterproductive. We're trying to get heat on Vince, but you guys, when you go out, you're you're baby faces, you know. And so, we just latched on that. So we kind of separated ourselves towards the end from from Vince, and it became an entity of our own. But the Main Street Posse—that's a group that really doesn't get the uh, the accolades that they should. Those two young guys come in, and they were brand new guys. They really didn't, and they were actual friends of, of Shane McMahon. So they didn't really really get the push or the the accolades that they should have but these two guys man they were right there for pat and i and they were they were great guys to share the ring with and i i have so much respect for those those guys and i'll never forget them they they helped me you know come along at a different time and i i what i what i think great about the stooges we think back, you know, we had an entirely different generation of fans than what Pat and I had had, had experienced ourselves. So it, it was just a continuation of our careers, and, and, you know, thank goodness for guys like them and, and, the, and the creative staff that let us, that Pat and I, you know, go out there and have fun and, you know, and really enjoy it and entertain everybody. Excellent, excellent. And, I mean, these are just great stories, and I – Look forward to meeting you at uh, at WrestleCon, and it was a pleasure talking to you on my uh, way out. I just uh, well, well, first of all, it was worth the trip, uh, Jerry. It's worth the trip. Worth the drive. Uh, worth the drive. Absolutely. Are you a firefighter? Are you a firefighter? Uh, how did you know? Well, I, I I heard you talking about it, but are you are you are you are a firefighter? Then you're not a gimmick firefighter, right? No, I, no, I no. I, I'm I a firefighter think, here. I'm a firefighter here on Long Island. Yes. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you for for your service and everything. You guys are unsung heroes too, man. Thank you for your service and thank you for everything you do to protect to protect our people up there. Well, well, I I greatly appreciate it. Coming from somebody like you, that means a lot. And, uh, you know, what? if we ever need a hook, we just get Jerry Briscoe. Because I, I know you're famous for saying, if I want to hook you, I'll hook you. So, uh, <laughs> Tap like you need it, Brian. <laughs> absolutely. And, uh, hey, just on the way out, let me just ask you, you bring up Pat. Pat was known as a prankster. Who did Pat <laughs> enjoy uh, torturing the most? And do you have a good Pat story? And I'll, and I'll get off here and uh, let you guys talk and because I know you got other callers. 
Have a good one, guys. Yeah, he, he enjoyed, he enjoyed uh, torturing Bruce Pritchard, and he would torture Bruce so bad sometimes. I would actually feel sorry, and it's hard to feel on Oki to feel sorry for a Texan, but uh, Bruce just had so much respect for the business, you know, and, and uh, Pat Patterson, I mean, the great Pat Patterson. You know, he, he, he you know, we go into restaurants, and Pat would just, you know, Order order someone. Bruce was picking up a tab, which was very rare. He would he would order the most expensive bottle of champagne in there just to just to mess with Bruce a little bit. But then that later on he would he would he'd pay back uh, Bruce a little bit of the money there. But yeah, we we were on Bruce big time. <laughs> well, Jerry, listen, thank you so much for spending a little time with us this morning. Once again, everyone, you can meet Jerry Briscoe at eighties wrestling con coming up on saturday may the 6th at the menon sports arena in morristown new jersey jerry we can't wait to have you there and thank you so much again for your time today well thank you guys at any time and congratulations on your 100th episode you know me and jbl are doing stories with briscoe and and bradshaw and 100 episodes man we're, we're dying to get there and hopefully one day we'll we'll, we'll follow you guys foot pass there Thank you so big, much for having me this morning. Fan, big, big, big fan of your podcast, by the way, Absolutely. Jerry. It's awesome. Thank you. All right, Jerry. Have a great day. Thank you so much. All right. You guys, too. Good luck and 100 more, brother. And thanks for having me on. Bye-bye. Thanks so much. Thank Goodbye, you, sir. WWE well, Hall of Famer wrestling rolling, legend. What's up? I said, what a, a Hall of Famer. What a legend. What a nice guy. Great way to kick off the show this morning. Absolutely. I wish we, I wish we could, we, I could listen to him talk. Uh, well, you listen, you remember when we had him for the virtual signing, uh, when we had him for three hours, he was talking. I could listen to him talk all day. Unfortunately, we have two other guests on, plus I'm sure like uh, uh, the, the gentleman that called us for the first time all the way up north, he probably wants to hear uh, our interaction as well. He, he said that we have great chemistry, Joe. I have to, I have to agree with that. Listen, man, I, I, there's no one else on the planet that I'd want to do 100 of these episodes with, Tommy. It has been such a joy uh, over these. Man, it's been over two years since episode one dropped. Uh, and so Rick from Canada, what a great caller just to call in and, and to tell us congratulations that he enjoys uh, our chemistry and the show. Um, that was a thrill to hear from him. So, yeah, I, I, I'm loving this, Tommy. Yeah, thanks, Rick. And, and Rick said he, he took off this morning so he can – uh, listen to the podcast live and also call in. So anytime, uh, anytime you could, man, I know you said you listen to him on demand and, and anyone out there that wants to catch up to uh, previous uh, 99 episodes, if you missed any, you can go to uh, any podcast platform uh, and just type in 80s wrestling, the podcast will all come up. Uh, the 100th episode today, Jumpin' Jay, and I'm, uh, I'm excited for uh, our upcoming guests. We're going to have you know, Dory Funk Jr. coming up momentarily. You're going to, uh, in a minute or two, get on, get him on. Then we're going to talk to Big Boss Man's daughter, Lacey Trailer, uh, at the top of the hour, around the top of the hour. And uh, we're going to talk more about the Kids of 80s Wrestling Q&A and meet and greet coming to 80s Wrestling Con again on Saturday, uh, May the 6th. I- I'm really looking forward to meeting Dory. I mean, I've met him before. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to having him there. Will this be the first time you're meeting Dory, Jay? This will be my very first time that I get to meet uh, Dory Funk Jr. And what a career he's had in preparation for this morning. 
Uh, I was on the YouTube. I was on uh, the Google just looking up some of his highlights and some of his moments. And when you actually sit down and look at his body of work, it is so overwhelmingly impressive that I cannot wait to see him in person. Uh, And I can't wait to have him on the show in a few minutes and hear some of his stories uh, live and in person because, man, this guy had – a heck of a career, interacted with some incredible other performers. Uh, and so I know he's just got to have a bag of stories uh, ready to come out. Absolutely, man. Why don't you jump on over to the Wrestling Collector Slam line now and see me get him on. Just shoot me a message when he's on, and then I'll segue it back to you. I'll talk for a minute or two while you're going over there now. So uh, this coming Saturday at the Wrestling Collector, our pro wrestling store in New Jersey, right on Route 23, we are going to be doing a Royal Rumble watch party. Uh, first time ever we're doing this in the store. Uh, a lot of our regulars are really excited about it. It's just not any watch party, though. We're going to have WWE Hall of Famer and one of the first two men in the ring at the very first Royal Rumble, Tito Santana, will be here live this Saturday in New Jersey at the Wrestling Collector in Stockholm, New Jersey. We're going to do a Q&A with him uh, before the pay-per-view starts. And you can also get an autographed picture of Tito and also a photo op with him. We're also going to have pizza, snacks, uh, soda, water. It's going to be a real good time. Only 50 bucks a person. It's limited to the first 25. I said 25, but there's a couple more. That's fine. 25, 30 guests. And to uh, reserve your spot, just uh, shoot us a message on one of our social media platforms for The Wrestling Collector. If it's on um, Instagram, it's The Wrestling Collector Store. If it's on Twitter, it's The WC Store. And if it's on Facebook, it's The Wrestling Collector LLC. And um, we're trying to get Dorian and went to uh and went to voicemail jake come back on real quick and i'm gonna talk for a minute i'm gonna text uh dory's wife uh and try and get her on sounds like a plan uh yeah and so sometimes when you have callers that you're supposed to connect with at a certain time sometimes getting a hold of them uh can be a little bit tricky but tommy will shoot the text over there we'll make sure uh we get it all worked out this is the 100th episode of 80s Wrestling, the podcast. We kicked off this show with an amazing caller, uh, WWE Hall of Famer Jerry Briscoe as our special guest. You can see him at 80s Wrestling Con coming up this May in New Jersey. We are currently trying to connect with the second longest reigning NWA World Heavyweight Champion of all time. Dory Funk Jr. And then at the top of the hour, we're going to be connecting with the big boss man's daughter, Lacey. You might uh, know her from his Hall of Fame inductee. She was one of the uh, ladies that accepted the award on his behalf, but a huge episode with huge guests to celebrate the 100th episode of this podcast. Hey, listen, Jay, if we can't get him on, you're going to serve hard time, man. Listen, I just, somebody, I'm going to blame you. You're going to you're, you're the jinx. I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If we That's, can't just, get Dory Funk Jr. on the air, I'll spend the night in jail. <laughs> oh, she just texted me actually. What number should he call you? So I'm going to give her the call in line right now. 
That's fantastic. And so if you are listening to us and you want to talk person-to-person, one-on-one with the great Dory Funk Jr., you can give us a call. Our guest call-in number is 516-595-8295, the 100th episode of 80s Wrestling, the podcast. You will have a chance to connect with Dory Funk Jr., in the next few minutes, we already got a few callers on hold. And so as soon as we're able to connect uh, with the second longest reigning NWA champion of all time, we'll patch you guys through and you can ask any kinds of questions you want. You, you see, Jay, you see, this is why, because you know, you know, Dave LaGreca is a good buddy of mine, right? The, the, the host of Open, the number one wrestling radio show in the entire role. Listen, he has a team on his side. He has producers. He has people getting the audio ready. He got people calling the guests. Whereas me and you, I'm handicapped because you're in front of the computer all by yourself doing everything. <laughs> so, brother, you guys, you want to talk about the un, you want to talk about the unsung hero of '80s wrestling, the podcast? It's not me, man. It's Jumpin' Jay because Jumpin' Jay's doing everything over there uh, in his uh, in his four uh, four million dollar mansion in Minnesota, making sure that everyone's <laughs> listening to the podcast today. Listen, uh, I appreciate the sentiments, but people are listening today because they get the chance to talk to the second longest reigning NWA World Heavyweight Champion of all time, the one and the only Dory Funk Jr., who is joining us live right now. Dory, good morning. Thank you so much for your time today. It is an absolute thrill to speak to you, sir. Good morning, and I've looked back through your history, and it's an absolute honor on my part to be a part of your show. Wow, Dory, thank you so very much. A huge fan of yours growing up as a child, still a huge fan of yours today. Uh, we're so honored and happy to have you coming up to 80s Wrestling Con on May the 6th in Morristown, New Jersey. You, you don't get up, You don't get up to the New Jersey area very often, and you have a ton of fans up here. Are you looking forward to coming up here in May and getting this chance to see everybody again? Uh, it'll, it'll be my privilege <laughs> to have the opportunity to come and meet the wrestling fans and the people that have supported professional wrestling. Uh, I think they're the, the real heroes. Well, Dory, I have to tell you, being a fan of yours for so long, just hearing your voice on the other end of this call gave me chills. You have such a distinct voice. <laughs> it's, it's a very pinch-me moment here to be talking to you live. And this is a live podcast where fans get to call in, and as soon as we mentioned your name, the calls lit up. And so if you're okay with it, sir, we'd like to jump into some uh, phone calls from guests so they can talk to you in person and maybe ask you a few questions. Would that be okay with you? Okay. Sure. All right. First up is a good friend of the show originally from the Chicago area, moved to Texas. It's Jason. Jason, good morning. You are live with Dory Funk Jr. Hey, good morning, guys. Hi, Jason. Congrats. Good morning, Jason. Congrats on the 100th episode. And Dory, I moved to Texas because of the funk. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well. and, and my what, wife's what family. We'll, we'll leave it. We'll leave it at, at wrestling for the podcast purposes. <laughs> anyway, you are okay. a legend. You are you are one of the wrestlers that, even back when it was very, you know, much territory oriented, and you know, uh, growing up in Chicago yeah. and such, we only got 
you know, primarily, you know, WWF and, you know, eventually on TBS we were getting some NWA and, and such, but um, you were one we of those wrestlers that ter- went, We call them territories, and there yes, were uh, 30, 30 in the United States, 30 different places uh, to to go to work. Yeah, well, because you were in so many territories, we all got to know you really well. So thank you for everything that you contributed. You definitely helped make us all wrestling fans at very young ages, and I'm sure that Tommy and Jay would agree with me. Uh, And and one sidebar to all of that, I know that uh, uh, Tommy just mentioned that Jay's the unsung hero of that podcast. That's true. However, you got to think of it like this. Because he's in Minnesota and there's so much snow there right now, he probably can't do a whole lot else. So I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on the bandwagon of uh, for, former Minnesotans because I did live in Eden Prairie for a time. Oh, fantastic! I'll have to add that to your bio, Jason. I didn't know that. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna let you go, Mr. Funk. Great to talk to you. Appreciate all your contributions and. Uh, Gentlemen, congrats on 100 shows, and I'll let you get to the next line of callers here because I know they keep lighting up. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. And we so much appreciate your comments. Well, Dory, before we jump into the next next call, I wanted to ask you real quick. So WrestleMania won when Vince McMahon was going to all the different territories like you just mentioned, and you know, cherry-picking guys from this territory and that territory. At the time, did you, and they were getting ready for the first WrestleMania, when you first heard about this concept, what was your initial reaction to it? And then, obviously, a year later, you're part of WrestleMania II uh, with your brother Terry. What, what, what was your original uh, opinion or take on this man trying to, go worldwide, and then a year later at WrestleMania too. What was that like for you? He, he was modernizing professional wrestling, and he was ahead of his time. And uh, Vince McMahon did a fabulous job of creating uh, a different look at professional wrestling, but it was the look that got over. That's right. And, and uh, Dory, the calls are still lighting up to people that want to talk to you, and so we're going to go to the next call right now. It is a good friend of the show. It is David. David, good morning. You are live with the legend, Dory Funk Jr. How you good doing, mo- David? Good morning. Good morning, Dory. Good morning, Tommy. Good morning, Jay. How are you guys doing? Wonderful. Good morning, man. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. Enjoying this cold we're, weather we're, up we're here. We're talking to you, so we're doing good. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. So I have, I have... I have a, I'm, I'm a big wrestling fan and, you know, I, uh, you know, I've been following it for quite some time. I'm 39 years old and, you know, just got to start, uh, actually in the, You're the just you know, a kid. Some... yeah, well, of course, you know, yeah, I guess I could say that, but you know, I'm still getting those gray hairs and ball spots, you know, <laughs> Okay. but, um, I, I know you're around too much in the, in the ECW days. I know you're there in 94, 97. What do what do you remember is your greatest moment in in the in the ECW era? Oh boy, uh, I really had so many uh, good opportunities with MWA in Japan and other parts of the world. I, I really don't have a comment on that. 
Okay. So okay. So let me let me ask you this. Now, who who did you look up to as like, hey, uh, you know, maybe even still to the you know still to this day, who did you look up to as you know, hey, you know, he's my idol growing up. You know, obviously other than being other than yourself because you know you are you are a legend and you know you're the great Dory Funk Jr. But who else besides yourself do you see did you see that, you know, was, you know, that person that you looked up to? My father, Joey Funk Senior. Uh, he he was he was he was my pride. He was uh the one that taught me everything I know. He's the one that uh I wanted to go to go fishing when I was seven years old and he uh drug me away and took me to wrestling practice. He got me started in uh, amateur wrestling at the age of seven, and I've been involved with wrestling ever since. <laughs> Dory, you had a you had a and, and Dave, David, thank you very much for calling in. We appreciate it very much, Dory. Before we jump to the other, next caller, other I want uh, to ask... heroes to me, uh, Giant Baba uh, just. Was did a terrific job with uh, uh, with all Japan Pro Wrestling, and so did uh, Antonio Inoki. He did a terrific job, and uh, Sakaguchi, uh, Osama Nishimura, and my friend, my good friend Yoshio Sumi, have done a terrific job with uh, Japanese wrestling and brought it up to the level of uh, wrestling here in uh, the United States. Absolutely. I, I was going to ask you real quick, Dory, before we get to the next caller. Uh, a lot of people might not know before there were before there was NXT or Deep South Wrestling or OVW. When WWF was interested in taking a look at some of the talent, they would put together camps with uh, you, Dory, called the Funkin' Dojo. Now, so many of so many huge superstars over the last twenty plus years came through those dojos that you were doing with the WWF back then. What was that like for you? I mean, here you are, and I'm sure you still uh, follow it somewhat. I've seen all these, like, I know Edge was a part of it. I mean, there were so many big names a part of these uh, dojos. What what were some of your memories of that and some of the guys that were a part of them that went on to be megastars in the business? Well, the megastars were Edge and Christian. They really... They really did a, a heck of a job, and uh, there were there were so many that, especially at the WWE Funkin' Dojo, uh, there were so many that went in, into uh, working and drawing money for World Wrestling uh, Federation. Uh, they were just uh, it was just exceptional, and. Uh, some of some of my talent that are on your show are Carlito Colon, Val Venus, uh, Crowbar, uh, Gene Smisky, Davy Boy Smith. Who's, yeah, uh, Davy Boy is uh, through my association with uh, Hart family, and is is his grandfather. Absolutely, that's that's great, Joe and Jay. I believe we have someone else on the on the line waiting to talk to Dorian. Correct? 
Yes, that's correct. Our next caller is all the way out from Chico, California. We call him Babyface Brian. Brian, good morning. Welcome back to the program. You are now live with Dory Funk Jr. Dory, Dory, I uh, really appreciate you. you. Oh, I'm doing great. I hope you are as well, and I really appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, I just had a couple questions. I started watching in 86, and the first big show I watched was uh, they re-aired it on Showtime in July of 86. It was WrestleMania 2, so I got to see you and Terry against Junkyard Dog and Tito. And then uh, you were part of that huge card that I feel like was uh, like a test run, a trial run that, that let WWF know they could do it. And you opened the show with uh, Jimmy Jack against the Killer Bees at the big event in front of close to 70,000 fans. Uh, I was wondering if that's the biggest, yeah, I was going to say, is that the biggest crowd you're ever in front of? And what was it like being in front of all those people and uh, opening the show? I I can't really say if it's the biggest crowd because uh, I've been on some big houses and and many of them uh, overseas too, Uh, Japan and uh, uh, Puerto Rico and other places. But I think, uh, uh, I think it was one of the biggest thrills, and I enjoy myself every time I step in the ring, and I had uh, have a good time every time. And I, interestingly, I have a a book out. I don't know if you guys know about that, uh, but I've got a book out that uh, it uh, answers a lot of questions, and it's the, the name of the book is the last of a great breed, and it can be purchased through Amazon.com. So to have the opportunity to really look inside me and read my heart and everything, I I would suggest the book. That'd be wonderful, and anybody who's going to attend WrestleCon on May 6th, they can get it signed if they can uh, get the book to them uh, before they get there and they meet you. So thanks for letting us know about that. And uh, yes, the only other uh, question I had, yes, sir. I was going to say the only other question yes. I uh, wanted to ask you before I let anybody else on there is uh, Hulk Hogan had the belt for over four years, which seemed like an eternity as a young kid. And you actually held your belt, the NWA title, even longer. It was over four years. Was it um, just uh, a wonderful experience traveling the country for over four years? And was it a uh, was it kind of nice to uh, when you dropped it to be able to take the foot off the gas a little bit, or how was that? How was that holding the belt <laughs> for was, so long? It, it was a conflicting uh, experience. Uh, it was a wonderful experience. On the professional wrestling side, I got to travel the the country, the world. I got to meet uh, the the star people of my business, professional wrestling. I got to say this. It was hard on my family because I was uh, supposed to work uh, three weeks and have one week off. <laughs> that week off wound up uh, uh, working uh, extra shots, and it, it was uh, it was an extreme honor, but it was an extreme difficulty too, and uh, it. Uh, but I'm happy over all of it. I'm, I'm very pleased. Um, well, thank you so much, Dory. It, it's uh, wonderful to get the privilege to talk to you. 
bless you and your family, and thank you for all that you've given to the uh, pro wrestling fans around the world, like uh, me, Tommy, and Jay, who appreciate you. Thank you. Okay, thank, thank you, you very Brian. much. Real, real quick, Jay, before you – I know Jay has a question for you real quick. I want to make mention, anyone out there listening that is interested in getting a copy of the book that Dory was just talking about, The Last of a Great Breed, I'm going to actually give – it is available on Amazon. I'm also going to give a number out where you can call to uh, get a copy of that. If you've got a pen handy, just write this down. It's area code 352-895-4. 8. Once again, that's 352-895-4658, A Last of a Great Breed by Dory Funk Jr. Pick up a copy and have them sign it for you at 80s Wrestling Con on Saturday, May the 6th at the Menden Sports Arena in Morristown, New Jersey. Dory, we're looking so forward to having you and Marty up here. Jay, you have a question for Dory, though, before he leaves, correct? Yes, Dory, I was just wondering, you had such a long, amazing career, were able to accomplish so much, was able to wrestle so many other Hall of Fame caliber performers, and I know sometimes when you go through a career, it's just one day at a time, and then the years add up, and things go by so fast that you don't really have a chance. Things do go by fast. Uh, I I was wondering you may not have had the chance to enjoy the moments as you were living them but now that you look back do you have any pieces of memorabilia that you collected along the way that means a lot to you that you like to look back on and remember the times you had memorabilia that I have collected Uh, I've got a house full of uh, various uh, uh, wrestling clothes, wrestling mm. jackets, uh, wrestling photos, uh, wrestling, well, naturally, wrestling books. There's at least one wrestling book, and I'm planning on doing another one. Uh, I just am so gracious for what I have, and, uh, including I have a beautiful wife, it does a wonderful job taking care of me. <laughs> so, and, and she just looked at me and said, I do. <laughs> so, I'll tell you what, Dory, she's, 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 she's the she's last of, uh, of the breed, too. What's that? I said, uh, Marty's the last of the breed, too. She's awesome. Oh, okay. She says, you're awesome. <laughs> well, listen, Dory, we don't want to take up too much. We don't want to take up too much of your time. You guys are great. Well, listen, pleasure we're, to talk to. Oh, thank you so pleasure much. It's been an you, absolute sir. privilege. The all, ours, trust all right, Dory. Well, you have a great day, and we look forward to having you up here on May the sixth in New Jersey for Eighties Wrestling Con. I'm looking forward to coming to New Jersey. And uh, Marty and I will be there together, and uh, we just think it's a terrific thing. And you guys are doing a great job, and in doing your job, you're helping us. Super. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dory. Have a great day. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Tommy, I, I wasn't I wasn't kidding at the beginning of the call when I said hearing that voice live on the other end of this phone call gave me gave me chills. He's got to have one of the most the, the funks in general have to have one of the most recognizable voices uh, in the business. You hear that on the other end of the line, you know you're talking to to a funk right off the bat. Let, let me let me say something real quickly before we uh, get to our next caller. What <laughs> I'm like still I'm still like. Uh, in all, at the beginning, I don't know if you, you, you caught that, at the beginning of our conversation with him, he's like, I was, you know, I've been following what you've been doing. And, and like, for him to say that to me, uh, that's pretty uh, that's pretty mind-boggling. You know, they, he said that uh, he was following my stuff. He's happy to be on our show. Like, holy crap, no, we're happy to have you. But, yeah, man, that, that was awesome. Uh, one of the true legends in the history of this business. Uh, Back-to-back, actually. What a way to kick off the 100th edition, 80s Wrestling, the podcast, back-to-back. Gigantic stars from not not just – you can't say from the 80s, from from the history of the wrestling business, Jerry Briscoe and Dory Funk Jr. Both you'll be able to see at 80s Wrestling Con coming up again on Saturday May the 6th at the Menon Sports Arena in Morristown, New Jersey. Jump in, Jay. Let's talk for a couple minutes before we get uh, our next guest on. Let's do it, man. And as as you were just kind of wrapping up what the first part of this show was like, uh, it it dawned on me. um, Both of the gentlemen we just talked to are part of the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, The lady that we're about to talk to, her dad is a member of the WWE Hall of Fame. And so, yeah, we're celebrating our 100th episode uh, with a trifecta of Hall of Famers, which is pretty darn special, Tommy. Yes, it is. Do you, do you have, looking back on the 100 episodes that we've done so far, do you have a favorite that stands out to you or a couple favorites that stand out to you? I'll tell you what mine, mine is. I know we, we have a lot of big names on the podcast over the last 100 episodes, but one of my favorites, if not my favorite episode ever, and again, to anyone that didn't get the opportunity to listen to this episode, you can go back on any podcast platform, type in 80s Wrestling, the podcast, and it'll come up. It was the 80s Wrestling theme song episode. Mm-hmm. I believe we did two. The first one we did was probably the most fun I ever had doing a podcast. You know, the the theme songs are such nostalgia that when you hear them, it immediately puts you into another place in time and it immediately puts you uh, in a great mood when you hear some of that. So, yeah, that episode is an absolute classic. And if you haven't listened to that one, go back in the archives and listen to it because it is just strictly a walk down uh, memory lane or maybe a dance down memory lane with the music. I will tell you what, Tommy, anytime that you're able to get a guest on this show so that we can talk to somebody we grew up watching. Those are always my favorite because those are always pinch me moments, but a non wrestler guest uh, that we had on when we had on, we did two shows about uh, the musical that you were a part of. And we, and we had the individuals, uh, Jeremiah James on the show. He is such an incredible guest that I enjoyed talking to him. And then we had um, his book and lyrics uh, partner, Jason, on the show and just to hear how people from outside of the wrestling industry loved wrestling and is able to bring it full circle in what they do as a career. Those were two, two highlights for me that were 
when we had the opportunity to talk to people who weren't professional wrestlers themselves, but share the love for it. I found those two episodes extremely interesting. Yeah, man. I, I, yeah, me too. Anyone that didn't get a chance to listen to those, definitely go back and listen. It talks about how the last match musical, you know, came to life. And uh, obviously I'm a, a part of that as well. So some good insider firsthand scoops and information on that one. Uh, Jumping Jay, let's talk a couple more minutes before we get Lacey on. I was telling the uh, fans uh, while you were doing one of the uh, you know, one of the guys on, since we don't have a big production team like uh, my good buddy Dave LaGreca has, um, this Saturday, the Wrestling Collector, we're having a Royal Rumble party, man. You can watch the Royal Rumble with Tito Santana, who was one of the first two guys ever in the first ever Royal Rumble. And uh, I'll tell you what, if you were to tell me in 1988, uh, when I was a little kid watching the Royal Rumble at 10 years old, that one day uh, Tito Santana would be at my pro wrestling store watching the Royal Rumble with wrestling fans, I probably would have said, you're a liar. (laughs) So it's going to be pretty cool. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Anyone out there that is interested that lives in the New Jersey area, just uh, give give the store a call or email us or message us and uh, we can reserve a spot for you but tito santana royal Rumble party this saturday at the wrestling collector and if you're someone like me who doesn't live in the new jersey area and you just get to hear about all these amazing things that tommy has going on in his store we just kind of get to sit back here uh and be jealous but you're absolutely right tommy the fact that people can come not listen it would be awesome just to get invited to a royal rumble viewing party at a professional wrestling collectible store like that in itself would be a dream day for a lot of us. But the fact that you're going to be sitting next to maybe sharing popcorn with a hall of famer, like Tito Santana, the fact that you come up with these ideas, Tommy, and then you turn them into reality for people. That is amazing. And so uh, I know I am one of countless others that are jealous that that kind of opportunity exists out there. And so if you live, near Tommy's store and you are a huge 80s wrestling fan and this is an opportunity for you you need to jump on it and take it on behalf of the rest of us who can't uh, because that like you say we talk about pinch me moments sitting next to Tito Santana watching the Royal Rumble that is a pinch me moment Tommy absolutely man so yeah anyone out there that uh, would like to watch the Royal Rumble with Tito Santana uh, definitely come to the Wrestling Collector this Saturday night, 7 p.m. It starts the Q&A with Tito, followed by the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. We're going to have pizza, snacks, soda, water. It's going to be a real fun time. Also, remember, we have our WWF WrestleFest arcade game in the store, and one of the playable characters on that is the Big Boss Man, whose daughter will be joining us momentarily in just a minute he was one of my favorites uh growing up as a child uh i'm sure for a lot of people uh he was so it'd be real cool to talk to her and get her perspective of growing up as the daughter of a big time wrestling celebrity i remember back then man these guys were all larger than life characters and performers and big boston was right at the top of the heap uh, on the food chain at, at that time. So it's going to be real interesting to have her on, talking to her. Anyone out there that wants the opportunity to call in and talk to the daughter of the big boss man, 
Our call-in number, again, is area code 516-595-8295. Once again, that's area code 516-595-8295. Jumping J, connecting with you on the slam line. Do we have Lacey on? Okay, guess not yet. So, see, this is where a producer would come in handy because I'm playing producer. Uh, Jay's playing producer. Well, we should just be doing our uh, our live show. So uh, that's that's on the the bucket list for 2023. Jumping Jay, we need an assistant. And still waiting to hear. So we're going to talk momentarily. He's connecting with her now. Again. Anyone out there that wants to call, give us a call. Your code 516-595-8295. Joining us now is the daughter of WWE Hall of Famer, the Big Boss Man. She was at the WWE Hall of Fame, being one of the family members accepting the honor for her late father. Joining us now, Lacey, welcome to 80s Wrestling, the podcast. How are you today? Hey, good. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for coming on. And Lacey will be one of the Kids of 80 Wrestling joining us at 80s Wrestling Con on May the 6th, the Menon Sports Arena, Morristown, New Jersey. You're going to be there along with Earthquake's son, uh, Nikolai Volkov's son, the British Bulldog's daughter, and several others as well. Paul Orgorf's son is going to be there. Uh, I know you're looking forward to it. What was it like before we talk to uh, some of the listeners out there? I was telling when we were trying to get you on, I grew up a huge fan of your dad. He was one of my favorites as a kid. What was it like for you growing up? Now, probably you are probably really, really small when he was in the height of his popularity. But even so, later years when he was in WCW, what was it like for you growing up with a father that was recognizable pretty much everywhere? Like, you can't go – he couldn't, and, and WWF was so hot back then. Uh, he, you couldn't go to, a, you know, the food store and just grab some milk and bread without people recognizing who he is, or go to the mall and buy clothes. <laughs> so I'm sure that many, many times for you, your dad, and you have people just going apeshit because uh, they're seeing your father. What was that like for you growing up as as a, as a child? Um, you know, I'm really lucky because I grew up, um, in my, in my parents' hometown, right? So, um, by the time that, um, I was, I was starting school, like my parents had been to those schools and dad, I I felt like he always tried to keep ahead of that a little bit looking back, um, you know, just being involved with the community and stuff and just being like home, you know, in little Dallas, Georgia, which has grown a bunch now, but, um, it was wild. Um, I was very, I was born in the early nineties. So, um, you know, I was, I remember being a, being a really little kid and, you know, seeing that, I guess I didn't really understand it, you know, when I was, when I was very young, but, um, I feel like, um, he always did a really good job of, of interacting with people and um, he very much was like a golden rule person, treat others how you want to be treated. So he never had any problems interacting with fans and um, you know, it's, it's special to make someone else feel special. Right. So um, he really enjoyed it and I enjoyed seeing him love it. 
Well, Lacey, this is Tommy's co-host, Jumpin' Jay. I just want to, first of all, I want to thank you for taking time out of your schedule to visit with us. It truly does mean a lot. It is a thrill to talk to you because, like Tommy said, we grew up in an era where your father was a mainstay on our television set. Um, I know both Tommy and I grew up with action figures of your dad. We had him on our, you know, our school notebooks and folders, and we had T-shirts. We were huge Big Boss Man fans. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say you did an amazing job uh, accepting the Hall of Fame on his behalf. Um, I would love to know, oh, what you. was that, what was that, like stepping out on that stage, knowing all those people that are watching, well, can you talk me through, like, what was going through you emotionally before you stepped out and did that? Were you nervous? Because you did such an amazing job. Oh, man, it's, it's an adrenaline rush. Um, that's for sure. I was, this was in like, yeah, this was in 2016, right? And, April, so we had the the crazy 2016 election happening, and there were there were a lot of a lot of things to uh, to joke about and to make light of, and you know everybody behind the scenes, um, all the stage managers and stuff, they're so nice, um, and you know they really just want you to feel as comfortable as possible, and it was it was really special for me getting to like to see a lot of people who I hadn't seen who I, since I was a kid who worked behind mm-hmm. the scenes. And so, you know, I, I felt really comfortable and um, it was wild though. Sometimes I'm like, I really did that. <laughs> Cause I don't like to hear myself talk. So I'm not going to go back and watch it, but um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was wild. Before, before we jump into some of our listeners calls, my other question for you is since Tommy and I grew up with, action figures and stuff of your dad. Do you have any of that type of stuff that you keep around the house? You have his action figure. Do you have his uh, wrestling buddy, the pillow version of him? <laughs> is there anything you have that you kind of is near and dear to you? Oh yeah. I got, I got a ton of stuff, man. I have so many action figures. I actually have um, several of his guardian angel um, shirts and I have okay, yeah. um, his, I have the red guardian angel leather jacket and the, um, the big boss man leather jacket. So, um, and you know, sometimes like I have a couple of bandanas, um, and a little, uh, like trinket holder. Sometimes it's not even like the big stuff, right? It's, it's just mm-hmm. these little things that I've, I've kept of him, of his and they, everything means a lot to me. Um, so I don't have Absolutely. too much stuff, but, it's all up with my mom, but the stuff that I do keep, you know, I, I really cherish it. I might have to, I might, Lisa, I might have to twist your arm to bring that leather jacket up so the fans can uh, get an opportunity to see that. I know. That I was thinking person. about it. Cool. I'm like, I should, uh, thinking about what, what I should bring, but I think the leather jacket's coming up. So. Oh, that's awesome. There you go. Breaking news right here on 80s Wrestling, the podcast. <laughs> for, uh, 80s Wrestling Con. <laughs> Well, we got a couple callers waiting on hold for the chance to talk to you, Lacey, so we're going to answer one of those calls now. Longtime friend of the show since episode one. Here we are celebrating the 100th episode. Uh, Toto with Tom, welcome to the show. You are live with Lacey. Good morning, hey, Lacey. Good morning, and let me be the first to welcome you to the 50th episode of 80s Wrestling, the podcast. Nice. <laughs> we're on 100. <laughs> Well, jumping gyms. I mean, this this podcast, 
this this podcast only took off when Total with Tom started calling in. Let's be honest. So it's been 50 episodes since Total with Tom has been on this podcast, and the ratings have gone through the roof. So now on to you, Lacey. I want to know, growing up, how was it in school? Your friends were you treated differently than other kids? That that they knew that your dad was a famous professional wrestler. Well, I, I never got bullied, I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> no. Um, I, so I, I was really fortunate. In that, well, Dad, he, he was like a all-American like sports kid in the county anyways. So he had, um, you know, held a couple of records for wrestling um, in the state of Georgia and was really just – he was great at all sports, right? So he was well-known – um, as a kid in our community just from that. And I, I was really fortunate um, in that um, my dad was friends with a lot of, a lot of my teachers or that my family was involved in the community enough for, I, I, um, I, I got, I wouldn't say I got really bullied, um, but I always kind of, you know, their kids are going to make fun of you for something, right? They're not going to make fun of you because uh, you're not wearing the right clothes or if your dad is some raging redneck cop on, on Monday night TV, right? So, um, you know, I don't think there could have been a better business for my dad to be in to, to give me as thick a skin as I do. Like it just, you know, it was it was interesting, but it wasn't what was i didn't i didn't really like to, i i would never really draw attention to this my dad you know what i mean like right. if they right. knew they knew if they didn't i wasn't gonna go on and say anything because i have like a extreme aversion to like drawing attention <laughs> to myself what was his demeanor, in a what was his demeanor when he was um you know, depending upon the character he was portraying, whether it was a heel or whether it was as a good guy, like, was his demeanor at home different towards the family, or did he just completely separate wrestling from family life? Um, I would say it was pretty separated. Um, I think that when he was playing the heel, that and maybe in a way you get to to be even more yourself. Um, you can exaggerate things and really, you know, I think the, fir- the first scary movie I ever remember watching was 13 Ghosts, and it was with Dad, and it, it scared the crap out of me. I had nightmares, um, and he would, he would just laugh about it. It's like you got to have – a sick sense of humor to to let stuff that people say roll off your back, like always having someone like comment on your weight and you know he. I hope I'm answering your question right. You got me tripping on my words here, um, but he yeah. he was really well, like, good at separating. Like good. he was never, <laughs> but it it was also, you know, I guess the character 
he he is part of that character and that character is a part of him. So I don't know if um I, I don't know. Well I wish thank I could you ask very him. much taking thank you very much for uh answering those questions from me and I'll let you go and I look forward to seeing you uh May sixth. You too, man. All right, Lacey, before we jump into the next call, as you were kind of talking about what your experience in school was like, the immediate thing that popped in my mind is, did did having your dad be nicknamed the boss man, did you inherit any nickname? Did they call you the boss woman, the boss lady, anything like that? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I've I've heard all of that. For sure. I, I would assume that, yeah, that's easily transferable once they find out who your dad is. to just kind of lump you in with the same boss kind of gimmick. Um, yeah, that would be definitely an interesting childhood to grow up with a dad who is in the spotlight. We're going to jump into the next caller here, see what kind of question they have. Uh, we're going to welcome him back to the show for the third time today. He's connected with every single one of our special guests. He's a special guy himself. Babyface Brian, you are live serving hard times. With Big Boss Man's daughter, Lisa. <laughs> hey, Lacey. Thanks so much for coming on the 100th episode. And uh, I'm sure you hear it all the time and have heard it all your whole life. And so uh, I'm just one more guy that's going to pile it on. But I just want to say how amazing your dad was to us fans that are uh, a generation ahead of you. I was born in 74. And, uh, and when I first saw him on TV, he was basically uh, – he hadn't been in the business long, but he was in one of the – territory promotions called the uh it, it was the uwf back in uh, uh around 1986 and he ended up uh beating his future tag team partner one man gang who became a team for the uh <laughs> the top title in that federation and he was one of these guys that as wwf fans us you know 10 year old 14 year old kids we would we would be able to see these other promotions and we'd go there's a guy that would be that's a guy that we would like to see come over to fight Hulk Hogan and it wasn't too long before Vince McMahon and company made the right move and got him from UWF and NWA over to WWF and so he was he was he was a guy that made an impression on us um, from right from when we first saw him when he was uh, Big Bubba Rogers before he became the Big Boss Man and I got to I had the privilege of seeing him uh, November 16, 1988, actually face Hulk Hogan at a taping for Saturday night's main event. It was uh, a dark match, which means they didn't air it on TV. But uh, it was uh, it was a thrill to get to see your dad and Hulk Hogan face off in 1988. And uh, uh, if it hasn't been impressed upon you enough, your dad was one of the most talented big guys in the history of that business. It's so impressive. Um, You've probably seen the suplex where uh, they're in a steel cage match, and Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. does a suplex where he goes 15 feet in the air onto the mat. And uh, there's, I've never seen anybody your dad's size do that. So, uh, what a, a, an amazing guy! And everything I've heard from any wrestlers in their shoot interviews where they talk about him, it's always positive. And what a what a great guy he was. Where you know, if he slammed his finger in a door, he wouldn't show anybody that it hurt. He, <laughs> I, I did. You know, I'm sure you heard that story before too. But uh, I just want to say I'm I'm sorry you lost him at such a young age. But uh, what a star as far as you know, burning bright. What an amazing man he was. Oh, Brett, I really appreciate 
um, your kind words, man. I that is so nice, and it it makes me happy to like to actually get to talk with people who who watched him come up like that, right? It's so special. I can't believe that I get to to do this, right? And I get to hear um, people tell me how um, he impacted them, and it's absolutely priceless. I thank you so much for calling in and speaking yeah, kindness to me. But <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Well, he was he was an amazing man, and uh, you know it, it's I. I just wanted to impress upon you what a big impression he made on all of us as fans. And like I say, I know if you've heard it before, but uh, you should hear it a million more times. What a, what a great guy he was and what a talent he was. So thank you again for coming on the show. I love being able to talk to you and I'm, I'm going to try and make it out there to uh, WrestleCon to meet you and the other kids of uh, wrestling in person. So thank you, Lacey. Thank you. Hope to see you out there, man. Definitely. Take care. You too. All right, Lacey, if you're up for it, we have one more call waiting in the wings. It is a good friend of the yeah. show all the way down from Hotlanta. We're talking to Joe. Joe, okay. welcome to the show. You are live with Lacey. Hey, Joe. Oh, he's playing the theme song. <laughs> Huge box man fan. 80s wrestling podcast has me fired up now, guys. You got me fired up. Okay. Uh, first of all, how often, Lacey, do you listen to that theme song your dad had? Man, I'm honestly, I hadn't heard it until, like, I prefer the other one. I don't know why. Maybe it's because it embarrasses me. Um, uh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't. He, he I used love to it. I love the it. hell out of me, man, with that ever <laughs> serving hard time stuff. Just, well, I, I think subconsciously it embarrasses me. I'm originally from the Midwest, so when I moved to Hotlanta, cutting the grass in the summer, I work out a, a good sweat, <laughs> and I seriously crank that when I'm done. I crank that tune. <laughs> so I'm a big fan of that song. Um, um, how long have you been in Atlanta? Five years, yeah. So five I've years. adjusted okay. to the climate, yeah. Oh yeah. man, you just missed it. This actually happened in the 2012. Um, we turn on the six o'clock news, and they're running a story about how um, people keep calling and saying they they've spotted the big boss man driving the Blues Brothers car uh, down Cobb Parkway. And there were so many people calling in um, that they had to run a news story on it and tell people that, yeah, he actually passed away in 2004, that it is not Big Boss Man driving a Blues Brothers car (laughs) up and down the highway. So um, I'm like a kid where I continue to watch, like, yeah, you're – Big Boss Man was one of my favorites in that era. Hulk Hogan, Macho Man are my favorites. So I always watched, like, WrestleMania Six, which was in the 90s, I, I believe, um, on repeat. Like, you know, every two weeks I watch it again. So in that WrestleMania, it's Big Boss Man versus Akeem. So they were uh, – quick question. Did you – do you have memories of Akeem meeting Akeem or one-man gang? I don't, um, but I'm sure okay. my mom's got pictures somewhere. Um, <laughs> okay. So, um, but 
what I'm curious is because in WrestleMania six, he, you know, the, the, the tag team broke up. So he has to fight Akeem and um, wrestling always has drama that builds to it. So you probably don't know, but I'm, I don't know myself, but I'm, I'm curious what the storyline was where they made big boss man break up with Akeem. And I'm guessing you don't know either, but if you do, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Hey, if you're coming to WrestlingCon, I'll be sure to ask my mom um, and tell you up there. But, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I'm really not sure. I wish – I always wish he was here, but, man, I would love to hear him answer some of these questions because um, I don't know. Um, but now, now I'm curious, too. Well, Joe, thank you so much for calling in and joining us for our 100th episode here of 80s Wrestling, the podcast. Lacey, we appreciate you taking a little time coming on this morning. And uh, Lacey, along with several other children of 80s Wrestling, will be joining us at 80s Wrestling Con at the Menon Sports Arena, Morristown, New Jersey, on Saturday, May the 6th. Andre the Giant's daughter will also be joining us, along with the other ones I mentioned earlier. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, very informative. We're going to do a Q&A along with a meet and greet. Lacey, now, is this the first uh, uh, wrestling convention you've been to? Yeah, I. it's been the first one since um, the whole thing. So I went to one back in 2010, but gosh, that doesn't even count at this point. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's going to be cool having you as one of the featured uh, guests on the on the panel uh, talking with the other uh, adults now, but kids back in the 80s, the, the stars of uh, 80s wrestling children. Lacey, we're looking yeah, forward to having you really up here excited. in May. And uh, before we let you go, what is your favorite uh, memory uh, as far as Big Boss Man's wrestling career goes? Is there a certain match uh, or a certain angle or storyline that stood out to you? Uh, I think a big boss, and one of the first things I think is Hulk Hogan superplexing him off the top of a steel cage. I was actually there for it live. Uh, what, 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 before let you go, what's your favorite memory of your father uh, when he wrestled? Uh, it has, a, has to be when he brought home the hardcore championship. Hmm. For sure. Because, yeah, we didn't get the belt experience a lot, so that's probably my favorite. So what what does he do when he brings home the belt? Do you get to hold it? Do you wear it around the house? Does he just put it on a shelf until it's time to go to the next show? Or does he show it off to the neighbors? Like, what is the experience when Dad Oh, yeah, it's going everywhere. It's going <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Everybody's going to see it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and that one was damn near falling apart. So Yeah. By the time it got dust. So. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Lacey, thank you so much for taking some time and talking to us this morning, and we're looking forward to having you up in New Jersey on May uh, 6th, okay? Can't wait to see y'all. Y'all be safe. Thanks, everybody. Uh, thank you very much. Have thank a great you, day now. You too. Bye. And Jay, what a hundredth episode of 80s Wrestling, the podcast. I know we didn't goof around too much today. We didn't really have time to with all the different uh, callers we had 
on the show. Uh, Babyface Brian's going to hold a 80s wrestling, uh, the podcast record for talking to three guests on the same day. You know how they have the three faces of Foley? It's going to be the three faces, the three voices of Brian, maybe. <laughs> That's true. That probably is a record in our 100th episode to have a caller call in three times. We've had a number of people call in uh, twice, but... Uh, such a huge fan of this era, Babyface Brian is. And so when you get the opportunity to connect with three, I'll say three Hall of Famers, even though Lacey was representing uh, her father, you got to jump on that opportunity. I, I, I would have done the same thing had I been in Brian's shoes. Thankfully, uh, I got to stay on the whole time and, and listen to all the great questions that came through and all the wonderful answers. And so uh, what a fantastic way to celebrate 100 episodes, Tommy. Absolutely, man. I'll tell you what, we, we can't have a hundredth episode without a special, very special guest appearance from Tommy Sheik. So I'm going to go in the back room here at the wrestling club to see if I can get him out. Real Wake him quick. up, baby. Wake him up. Get him out here. Can you, can you, oh, he's sleeping. Shit. Yeah. If I wake him up, he's going to be so pissed off on me. Hold on one second. Hold on. <laughs> Sheik. We're, we're, we're live on the air. It's our 100th. Uh, hello. hello. Jake, it's our 100th episode. First of all, fuck you, the 100th episode. It's Burchard. We had, we had, we had Dory Funk Jr. on. We had Jerry Good Briscoe. Time. Goodbye. <laughs> but they are not the Road Wrestling Federation Chop. The AAU Gold Metal Chop. <laughs> no more questions. I didn't ask a question. Well, he always says that no more questions. I, but, didn't, I didn't even ask him uh, a question. Yeah, he never lets me ask him a question. He's, yeah, let him. <laughs> wow. Wowzers. But uh, Royal Rumble this Saturday, I know uh, a couple weeks ago we are talking about current topics. Uh, I've been following the product uh, on a much more regular basis over the last couple months, so I'm looking forward to uh, the Royal Rumble. I'm always looking forward to the Royal Rumble each and every year. Jay, I, I know that uh, you don't watch it religiously, but I know you still pay attention to the product and read about it online. Who, who's your pick to win the 2023 Royal Rumble, there's a lot of speculation out there of who could possibly be. Just want to give uh, my pick and your pick, and let's see next week here on the podcast if either one of us are right. You, I'll let you go first. Well, I will say this. You're right. I don't watch it religiously, but I did tune in this Monday for the 30th anniversary of Raw because I always, I always, of course, I love it when they bring old school guys back, even if it's just for a segment. And they did a number of segments Monday night uh, that allowed some of uh, the stars from uh, the 80s and especially the Attitude Era to kind of show off. Before I give my pick, Tommy, uh, we didn't talk about this at all, but did you happen to tune into any of the 30th anniversary of Raw on Monday night? I watched every second of it, man. It was excellent. I thought it was really, really good. I mean, there was a couple, couple things that I would do differently, but again, I mean, it was such a good show. You're nitpicking if you're thinking of different things. You could do like the Sonya Deville and Bianca Belair match. It went a little long. I didn't think that it was really. I don't know. It just kind of, kind of. That was like one of the 
segments I wasn't too crazy about. Uh, but again, uh, you know, a lot of the, a lot of people were talking about how the, there wasn't really any shine on the women's uh, division, whether it be Trish or Lita or the Bella Twins there. Um, I, I think it could be a situation where the Royal Rumble is this Saturday and maybe they didn't want to put them on TV a couple of days before that because they're going to be in the Rumble and um, there'll be surprise entrants. I do think that all those girls, uh, women, their contributions to the WWF, WWE throughout the last 30 years that the show was running, they should definitely have been a part of it. But, again, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that pans out on Saturday. Now, Jay, who is your pick to win the 2023 Royal Rumble? Now, I know you don't watch it on a, a regular basis, but I know that you read about it and stuff like that. Who do you think it's going to be? Who do you want it to be? Well, here's in a perfect world, imagine that Cody Rhodes is winning the Royal Rumble. The only hesitation I have in, in saying that is I think the chances of him winning would have gone up had it been uh, an unannounced return to the Rumble. The fact that we know he's in the Rumble, I think a lot of people are picking him because they know he's in it. And so I don't know if they'll book it that way, but um, I... I think I'm not alone when I say we would love to see Cody Rhodes capture the WWE heavyweight championship to kind of seal the deal on the Rhodes family legacy. Now they don't need that title to cap off what they've meant to this business, but it's clear Cody Rhodes wants it. And I think he, I would bet he's going to get it at some point. And I think the rumble is a great avenue to give it to him, but the fact that we know he's in it kind of makes me hesitant to pick him, but uh, I'll lock it in. I'll say Cody Rhodes wins the Royal Rumble this year. How about you, Tommy? All right. Well, I'm going to give you my, my take now. So there's a lot of rumors going around that it was supposed to be Rock and Roman at WrestleMania this year, and then you know they had a – thing booked last week on for the what the original segment for the Raw thirties was supposed to be an appreci uh an acknowledgement ceremony with all the past members of the bloodline and the Anawahi mm-hmm. family. And they, 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 they canceled that last second and switched it to the Sammy Zayn uh court case. Yeah. Um not sure if it was because, you know, the guys were actually uh, they said often Sika wasn't ready to make the trip and uh Rikishi was ill However, you look at that, and they they did announce it for a couple of days last week, and it seems like it was. I, mean, I don't think they would announce it not knowing that Austin Seeker couldn't make the trip 100. percent So I don't know. I don't know if it, if that's a, or they're trying to. The reason I'm saying all this is to get back to my original point. Or they're trying, and then Rock they they came out with a story too that the Rock's not going to be in shape and ready to go for WrestleMania this year now. We've known for years, the last two years, that WrestleMania is going to be in L.A. So he's had plenty of time uh, to be able to get in shape. So I don't know is, if – Is The Rock ever is, out of shape? And I know ring, ring shape yeah, is different no, than physical shape. But if you shape. follow him on social media, the dude is always in shape. Yeah, he's not, he's not in Tommy Fierro shape, so we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> so um, – Is he your pick? I, I, you know – What's that? Are you picking – the Rock to win the Rumble? No, 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 I'm not. Can you hold on one second, please? Just you talk real quick. I have something I have to take care of at the door real quick. 
Yeah, no worries. Here's the thing. Uh, Tommy's Wrestling Collector store is supposed to open at 11, p- p- uh, 11 a.m. Excuse me, Eastern time, but we go over on the 100th episode, so I'm sure he's got people banging on his door trying to come in and play uh, WrestleFest uh, for the last half hour, so he's got to open them up and let the customers uh, come in the door while we wrap up, but uh, I think he's real, picking real, the real rock. Quick, I, just, for the, I, what? Said, I had that hold real quick. Real quick, sorry about that. Yeah, because we supposed to, I was supposed to be open right now. Someone's outside. Yeah, you're so, late, man. Customers real, are banging real, at the door. No, no, real quick. I want to. I want to. He understands. I'm gonna give my. I'm gonna give my prediction real quick. All right. He's in. He's he. So everyone thinks you know the rumor is supposed to be Rock and uh, Roman. Now they're saying that's not gonna happen. I'm not sure if that if, if something fell apart or it's a situation where they're trying to steer you in the wrong direction. Sure. Uh, so it could be a big surprise on. Saturday. Also, um, there's been recent talk of Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, possibly winning the Royal Rumble. Now, I'm not sure if that's a situation where they're playing that story that really throw you off from being The Rock, or if it's a situation where Rock, you know, something came up and he really couldn't make it, and now they're, you know, backpedaling to to Stone Cold. Now, for me, what I would do, if, if I was booking this, you know who I would pick? I would pick neither one of those guys. And I even wouldn't pick Cody, although the story is perfect. I would go on the one. Now, WrestleMania is going to draw huge no matter what. Mm-hmm. It's already sold out, I'm sure. If not, it's probably a couple tickets away from being sold out. Everyone's going to watch it. It's a global phenomenon. So what I would do is I'd have Sami Zayn win it by accident. Mm. He doesn't try to win it. He wins it, and then when he realizes he's the last one in the ring, and the people are going absolutely fucking bonkers, and they would if he won it. Mm-hmm. What a story that you can tell between now and WrestleMania, because they have done such an amazing job with uh, the Roman Reigns, Cody Ro- I'm sorry, Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn bloodline storyline. I mean, it's compelling TV. I was so entertained by that. This past Monday, like I was like hanging on their every word. They're that good in all their uh, all their roles, not just Roman and Sammy, but also the Usos and Solo as well. And Heyman, they're all they all play their roles perfectly. It's like a you know, it's like you're watching a soap opera. Uh, you know, Days of Our Lives with All My Children. You just can't wait to tune in to see what's going to happen next. And that's money. So they have money there. So I would go all out, man. I or if it is Rock and uh, Roman at WrestleMania, you can have – they were talking about bringing back Money in the Bank. I'd have Sami Zayn win Money in the Bank at WrestleMania, cash, have The Rock beat Roman. Sami cashes in Money in the Bank, pins The Rock to win the title, and then the next night on Raw, you know, they're all acknowledging him as the new travel chief. Can you imagine Roman Reigns' facial expression then? So, I mean, either way, there's – that's you know it's armchair booking, but there's so many different things they can do with this. Um, you could still have Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania. You could still have The Rock at WrestleMania. Hell, you could still have Rock and Roman at WrestleMania. Yeah, you could have the first time ever the world, the, the championships getting defended for two nights in a row. You know, Roman can headline one night against Rock, one night against Sammy, or one night against Cody. However they do it, there's a lot of different things that they can do. So yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see who wins the Rumble. Uh, this uh, Saturday, I'm going to go on the limb and I'm going to say Sami Zayn. Listen, I like that pick. I'm getting goosebumps here listening to it because, yeah, there, like you said, there's so many ways you could book that. Sami Zayn uh, could win 
and then uh, to show his allegiance to the tribal chief, he could refuse to, to headline, to, to, to wrestle him, but say, I've got a substitute, and then a guy like The Rock could come out. Uh, so many ways that you could book a Zami Zayn win. Um, now I'm going to be a little disappointed if it doesn't happen, Tommy. You got my hopes up. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens this Saturday. And if you live in the New Jersey area, you can come watch it with me and Tito Santana at the Wrestling Collector in Stockton, New Jersey. Jay, thank you for 100th episode. This poor guy out here freezing. Thank you, brother. I got to let him in. And I uh, hope everyone out at home enjoyed our 100th episode. Thank you so much for listening to the last 100 episodes. And if you haven't, you can catch up on uh, any podcast platform by typing in 80s wrestling the podcast. Jumping Jay, hope you and your family have a great weekend. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Enjoy the Royal Rumble this Saturday. And until next week, we'll see you right here on 80s Wrestling, the podcast.